Welcome to Breakthrough Brands. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show, bringing purpose, profit, and prosperity into your life and business with your host, Joe Dalton. Willard, welcome to The Conscious Business Show. How are you, my friend? I am excellent. Thank you for asking. Do you know, I was looking at your bio, you know, your best-selling author. Um, you, you really go into companies and help them transform their business would that be it you know you're a speaker educator you empower people Uh, your knowledge comes from many 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 years of experience over 30 years just nearly as young as myself tell me who's the person behind you Uh, the person behind me is somebody who uh, you know, I think as all of us, we have our own struggles and our own things that we deal with in life. And uh, mine were the type that I needed to reach out to other people to help me find my path and find my solutions and to create what I wanted to create. And in recognizing the amazing wealth of people that were willing to reach out and help guide me and mentor me and put me on the right path. I ended up adopting this identity that says I'm responsible. I need to make sure that when other people are reaching out and looking for that guidance because of what it's costing them financially and time and and emotional and mental strain, I'm responsible. I need to be helping them the same way that I was helped. So that's that's the man behind all these things that I'm doing. Do you feel then before you sort of took that gauntlet to be the person you were, was there a case of feeling the imposter syndrome? Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and even after having taken that gauntlet, there are there are times where that comes up. I, I think that's present for everybody. Yeah, we're all on a journey. We never actually really arrive. I think the lessons that we learn along the way, and it it does come to knowledge. It does come to wisdom. And I think the greatest gift that you can offer, and people like myself as well, is wisdom. Because we have the T-shirt, we've walked the walk. How has your journey shaped? So what were you like as a teenager? (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. (laughs) Um Well, I'll give you the quick 30,000 foot view of that. So I lost my left leg to bone cancer when I was eight years old. Yeah. And that put me on two very different paths. I mean, 180 degrees opposite of each other. On the one side, I became this mega achiever because I had to prove to myself that I was no different than anybody else. So I got, I started making my living as a professional musician at 15 years old. I was the first licensed amputee motorcyclist in Pennsylvania. I lettered in uh, junior high school wrestling, lettered in high school football, and I had my first business by the time I was 19 years old. So to the outside world, it looked like I was the shining example of how a child overcomes losing a leg to cancer. But inside I was a basket case because I had an eight-year-old's perception of why did this happen to me? So I was angry. I had no self-esteem, no self-worth. So I discovered drugs and alcohol at the age of 13. And the same way that I overachieved on the good things, I overachieved on the not-so-good things. So my teenage years were a dance between putting out an identity to people. I mean, you want to talk about an imposter syndrome. I was putting out the identity to people that everything was okay. And I was, you know, this, this didn't affect me, 
But inside, I hated myself. I hated the world. I was keeping everybody away from me because I didn't want them to see what was really going on with me. That was my teenage years. It's interesting because it's like you were sort of pushing yourself to prove that you were, you could say, normal, fitting in. Um, And I get the impression then there was a lot of pain and that pain inside was going, what's next? What's next? And and I can relate to saying that, you know, you push yourself, you on the outside was this all singing, all dancing person. But in the inside, there was a cry for help. Did you have that dark night of the soul that kind of helped you then leap forward? And I say the dark night of the soul, sometimes we all need to have a breaking point for us to see the road ahead. Oh, yeah. I definitely had that breaking point. Um, You know, I was 19 years old when I had my first business and I was 20 years old when I was facing five to eight years in jail because of uh, my drinking and and drug use uh, taking me down that dark path. And uh, I, I ended up doing a total of 12 months between jails, halfway houses and rehabs. And that still didn't end up being my lowest point. I got out of jail when I was 23 years old, and it was just about a year later when I had that wake-up call that I woke up one morning just, you know, I mean, it, it was a stacking effect up to that morning that I woke up of all these things of this is not the life that I thought I was going to have when I grew up and all these things. But that morning that I woke up, it was... um it was a shift. You know, there was a yeah. shift of two things that happened uh, quickly. Just one of them was taking responsibility. Up until that point in my life, everybody told me or people who would see what was going on told me how I was destroying my life. But I would blame it on, hey, look, I drink and I use drugs because I have problems. But that morning I took responsibility and said, no, I have problems because I drink and use drugs. And then the next thing that happened was I, I had basically reached the point of being mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially destroyed. You know, everything that I had in my life, I had been like a human tornado and ripped through it. Friendships, money, all these things. But that morning when I woke up, I also had a realization. I didn't care if I died at that point. I would actually put myself in situations hoping that someone would kill me. But when I woke up that morning, I had the, again, awareness that if I kept going on the path I was going on, somebody else was going to die because of my stupidity. And I was going to wake up in a jail cell every morning for the rest of my life, knowing that I destroyed somebody else's dreams, somebody else's family, all those things. And those two things coming together. And again, a stacking effect of all the other things that had happened over the years. You know, there, there are the, the straws that are laying on there. But that that morning was when I said, I have to stop doing this. And and it started me reaching out to find people to go, okay, I don't know how to turn my life around. I don't know how to do this. I need to find somebody who can guide me. And that started the path of not just seeking out people to help me turn my life around from the drugs and alcohol, but turning around my business and turning around my finances and turning around my relationships. I started recognizing that there's a, there is a, a key to being able to achieve what you want in life, which is learning from the school of OPE, other people's experience. And I became uh, very, very hungry to learn from other people's experience as much as possible and then share that with others. I can agree because I learned that we are not an island and you can't do things alone. And it's finding the people that have walked the path that can help you then take that shortcut. 
and again, I can relate to saying, you know, you were in that turmoil in, in your 20s as well. I remember in my early, mid-20s saying to people, if you want to find out what my life is like, hold on to my coattails because you're about to go into a cyclone, the spinning that was going around and running. And so I, I can really relate yeah. to that. I also believe that the path that we've taken or the journey in our lives, if you look back and being honest with yourself, not regretting any of it, because you first have to learn to forgive yourself and then forgiving those other people then as well. And when you get beyond that, everything that's happened to you in the past and all this stuff and all the good and all the bad, that has made you the person that you are now today. And if that didn't happen or you didn't decide to do that, you might have had a different life. 100%. I agree completely. Yeah, I, I share that with people often because I share my story in the book. I share my story when I speak. And I, I often get that question, you know, if you could go back and change one thing, what would it be? Nothing. And my answer is exactly what you're saying. I wouldn't go back and change one of those things. I would go through all of those things again, no matter how painful it was, because it led me to being not only who I am, but it led to who my daughter is and who people around me are because, you know, of the impact our experiences and the influence that it has on other people. And I'm very, very happy with where I am on my journey and where I'm continuing to develop into. I think there's one thing I would change looking back, being honest. It's probably my hairstyle. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Everything else was grand. And some of the clothes, looking back on all photographs and some of the clothes as well. Oh my God, did I wear that on it? Did I wear that? Sign of the times, my friend. Sign of the time. You're very honest. And that's what I, you know, I really, really get and you know, I'm resonating with because a lot of people will never accept to be the person that they are. They will die and never discover who they are. So being honest, I call it when you're ready to make that move. You know, Roman history was when Julius Caesar stood there and he knew when he was going across that Rubicon that the history of Rome was going to change. And I think that's with yourself. You kind of went, okay, it's baby steps, but it's being honest and crossing the Rubicon. At what age were you when that happened? Was that your thirties? Was you know you've you've spoke to all these people, you've realised that you can't do it on your own. You're a, you're you're like a sponge. You're taking all this information. Was there a pivot that you went right now? I have to be me, and I have to tell people this instead of hiding behind it anymore. That actually started when I was 24, my journey of putting down the bottle and the drugs, because I was deathly afraid of killing somebody and having to live with that. Like I said, I didn't care if I died, but there was that part deep in my core that still had respect for other people's lives. And I didn't know how to get through a day without a drink or a drug, because at that point in my life, I was drinking two to two and a half cases of beer a day, plus a half a bottle of tequila. Plus, I was taking 2,500 milligrams of what we called speed back then, but you know, and it, back it was actually caffeine pills and diet pills is what it was. But still, I was taking all of those chemicals. I would wake up, and the first thing I would do in the morning was crack open a beer and drink it. I didn't know how to get through a day without having alcohol in my system. And you know, circling back to your question, one of my first mentors, I said, "How do I do this? I do not know how to function." without, you know, drinking alcohol to solve my problems, drinking alcohol to get entertained, drinking. And he said, the answer is in the question. He said, how is you have to be honest 
you have to be open-minded and you have to be willing. And I was so scared. Literally, it was a driving fear that if I picked up another drink, somebody else was going to die, that I took his words very literally. So I, I can remember as the cloud cleared mentally for me, the, the farther I got away from my last drink, that I was so committed to that honesty that I would end up remembering that I was living behind these lies that I had lived for years. And I would have to go back to people because I was scared if I didn't come clean, I was going to go out and drink and somebody was going to die. So I would go up to people that I hadn't seen for a while and say, hey, you remember when I told you X, Y, and Z? That was a lie. And I need to be honest with you. Um, I really, I really attached myself to those words that if you're going to change, you have to be honest, open-minded and willing, honest with yourself, honest with other people, open-minded to trying things that you never tried before and willing to put in the effort. But I think it's also where you're getting to the stage where you have to break those habits, because if you are, say, addicted to alcohol or drugs, it's association. When you realize that when I wake up in the morning, I have that drink, you go, okay, I'm not going to wake up in the morning and have that drink. It's like if you you meet someone and you have a cigarette, you associate when you meet that person having a cigarette. So it's eliminating the situation, which I believe then can break the habit, which then can move you forward. It's elimination of a lot of things yeah. and it's, it's yeah. deep self-work. You know, I mean, one of the challenges is that, that a lot of people just try and eliminate the stimulus and eliminate the environment, but they don't do the inner work. I mean, look, I didn't drink because I enjoyed the taste of alcohol. I drank because I was trying to bury emotions. And if you don't learn how to deal with those emotions, if you don't have to learn to deal with those responsibilities, you're going to find something else to use to distract yourself. It's hiding. It's it's numb. It's like I say, you don't think about the past. You don't worry about the future. It just leaves you in a sticky now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what addiction or drugs or drink will do. Tell me where... It all sort of sort of moving forward to now where all this knowledge and all this wisdom, you have now transformed it into a business where you are helping companies grow. How are you grabbing the person? Is it from making them look within for them to see what's happening on the outside? It's a combination of things. I mean, because, you know, a business is a reflection of the individual or the individuals who are running it. You know, your your business is going to be a mirror of your own fears, your own limiting beliefs, all of those pieces. So, you know, the growth experience that allows people to generate 93% increase in revenues in one year, 307% increase in three years, um, it's about them being willing to grow as a leader, to grow as a business person, to grow, you know, to, to, to really tap into the internal stuff, overcome their, their limiting beliefs about themselves, their imposter syndrome, their fears, and recognize that as long as they have a guide who can help lead them, but also a lot of times it's not even leading them. It's about helping them validate their own plans, their own strategies and helping them see the blind spots. You know, it's, it's about them gaining that confidence to be able to do those things and overcome the obstacles that they put in their own way. Do you think it's a case of where you're getting the person to surrender? Some of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, so Michael Gerber wrote a great book that's called the, the E-Myth, standing for the entrepreneurial myth. And part of the surrendering sometimes is that 
we get so locked in the one way that we think we should do things. It's recognizing that, you know, what you've done to get you here is not going to get you to where you need to go. So you have to surrender some of those things that you use to get you to that point of success because it's not going to take you any farther. So there is some surrendering that goes on in there. Yeah. You are listening to The Conscious Business Show with Joe Dalton. We know that entrepreneurship is wonderful and great, but we know that it carries the uncertainty and the pain as well, especially in those early years of a company. And then when someone gets into recruiting and the employees and their CEO, there's a different set of plates which are spinning. What sort of advice would you have to someone who knows they're successful but a little bit lost? Um, you know, it's funny because a lot of the clients that I that I work with, they come to me at that place. They've been in business for three years, five years, and the vision and the dream they had of being an entrepreneur and a business owner hasn't flushed out. They thought, and and this is a a huge percentage of people when I talk to them, why'd you get in business? You know, I wanted the financial freedom and the time freedom. And it's like, well, actually, the deeper reason they got into it is because they saw a problem they wanted to solve. You know, and and that's where their passion came from. You know, people don't really become entrepreneurs just for the money or just for the time freedom. It's because they're passionate about something. And I believe that a big part for people is recognizing there are there are multiple things that they need to learn to commit themselves to. They need to commit themselves to their own mindset. They need to understand their belief systems and how they're either lifting them up or how they're getting in their way. They need to understand their ideal client's mindset clearly. I mean, one of the biggest places that people make mistakes at is they think that their product or service is for everybody. No, it's for one specific person that you can solve the problems of, and you have to get clear on who that is. I mean, there's so many different pieces. I have a two-day um, live event. I'm actually getting ready to head to West Palm Beach to, to do it tomorrow and uh, Sunday where we talk about the seven keys to small business success. And quite simply, number one is mindset. Number two is mastering your niche. Number three is the players, the people that you're working with. You mentioned that and how to know that you have the right people in the right positions. Number four is strategic planning. So many people fly by the seat of their pants. They don't actually have a plan for how they're going to go from where they are to where they want to be. Number five is creating systems to allow their business to sustain and scale. Otherwise, they're always going to have their hands in the middle of the pot. You know, you can't grow a business if you're the one who has your hands on every lever and every button. Uh, Number six is mastering your sales machine, understanding the importance of refining every step in your sales process to get that extra percent or 3% or 4% of, of growth out of it. And then the the seventh key, which is really the foundation for them all, is to recognize there's only three ways that you grow a business, increasing your number of clients, increasing your profitability per transaction, or increasing what we call the share of customer, how many times that client actually purchased from you. Now, there's a bunch of tactics underneath those seven keys, but really, my belief is you've got to master those seven or at least be aware and continuing to work on those seven for your business to grow. Yeah, I think it's very important. And as you know, that I would run something similar to yourself. 
over here we call it the Conscious Business Academy and what I offer is it's the leadership it's the culture it's the sales and the marketing but at home's down in the customer the customer the customer the customer if you don't know what your customer is you're wasting your time and what I've learned over the years a lot of people have tactics so they go out and they just build sites and landing pages and do everything without actually sitting down and going through a strategy first you know who's my customer what is their pain you know what's their demographics what problem do they have and how do I solve that problem and when you get into that strategy is sometimes the longest part of the process because when you get that the tactics are easy you can build stuff all day it's the understanding of you the uniqueness of you when everyone in your audience is saying why you're shouting up and saying Z and making everyone go this guy understands me tell me what's the future for you um great question in my journey I actually still have coaches that coach me on where I'm going and uh, there are three different verticals to my business one is the speaking business where I travel around the country and I speak about my book, The Anatomy of Transformation, or I'll speak on specific business skills like leadership and team building and um, the things we're talking about today. Uh, The second vertical is the business consulting where I actually work with business owners and businesses. And then the third vertical is about five years ago, I launched a leadership and coaching academy to teach other people how to do what I do. Um, and really that's become a huge passion project for me. You know, it's, it's great to be able to go and impact people by the work that I do, but I know that I can impact a lot more people by teaching people to, to do the type of work that I do. And then they're going out and touching more people. So that's really where I've been putting a lot of my focus and my energy at lately. A service providing a service. That's it. When you surrender and start helping people, that's when the magic happens. That's when the magic Absolutely. happens. Absolutely. Where can people locate you if they want to reach out? Give us your web address. Give us your LinkedIn profile. Give us all those great details. Sure. Thank you. Uh, my website is www.willardbarth.com. Uh, I'll spell it because a lot of people end up calling me William and they won't find it that way. It's W-I-L-L-A-R-D as in David, B as in boy, A-R-T as in Tom, H. That's www.willardbarth.com. LinkedIn, same thing. If you search Willard Barth, you'll find me. Uh, Facebook, same thing, Willard Barth. Twitter, I've actually got a, a weird URL there, but I think if you search my name, you'll find that also. But I'm pretty much on all social media and uh those are those three, probably Facebook, LinkedIn, and my website are the best ways to connect. Willard, I have a question. As you know, you're on the Conscious Business show here. And there's a question mm-hmm. that I want to ask you. There's a lot of talk about consciousness at the moment. And, you know, a lot of people are about conscious leaders and all. And I want to ask you, how would you define what consciousness is? To me, I think I, I, it's semantics of a word. Um the, the consciousness is really about self-awareness, yeah. you know, of really being able to step back and recognize that the identity that you've had for years, you never chose. You know, it was it was created based on the beliefs, the input um, of other people and then the experiences. But more than the experiences, the meaning that you attach to those experiences So consciousness to me and self-awareness is about being able to step back and become the observer of yourself, your life, your actions, and be able to say, isn't that interesting? I wonder why I did that. And look at, be open-minded, you know, to the possibilities that the reason you thought you did it 
really wasn't it. And seek out the guidance of other people who will help you not label you and not tell you what you did or why you did it, but help you discover it because nobody else is going to be able to put their finger on the pulse of what you're doing. But you have to be able to look at things from perspectives that you haven't normally looked at them from. So it's great to get that feedback. So to me, consciousness is really about recognizing and being aware that the way you've been operating has often not been by choice. And when you find you've got choice, you can take responsibility. Definitely. It's all about just awareness. That's it. Willard, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. It's been an honor. I'm delighted that you came on. We will chat more ourselves and maybe we can delve in deeper uh, into this conversation at a later date as well. I would love that. It's been an absolute pleasure on my end. Thank you very much for the conversation. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank you. And folks, yes, uh, you are listening to The Conscious Business Show, which is part of The Conscious Business Academy bringing purpose, profit and prosperity into your life and business. And yes, we are trying to make everyone awake, aware of everything that's going on in their lives and our lives. So until next week, take care and God bless.